Jesus Christ. I think we made a good, made a good call bringing it indoors, so praise the Lord for that. But uh, it's a beautiful morning, and uh, thankful to be able to come together and worship together. Uh, I'd just like to open this morning uh, with a scripture reading, and then Ron will come and open us with some praise uh, after a brief prayer. The Bible tells us in Luke chapter 24 that on the morning in which Jesus rose, it was the first day of the week, and it says, Now upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came unto the sepulcher, bringing spices which they had prepared and certain others with them. And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulcher. And they entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And it came to pass, as they were much perplexed thereabout, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. And as they were afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth, they said unto them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. Remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee. The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 20, But now is Christ risen from the dead, and become the firstfruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. But every man in his own order, Christ the firstfruits, afterward they that are Christ at his coming, and then cometh the end, when he shall have delivered up the kingdom of God, even the Father, when he shall put down all rule and authority and power, for he must reign till he hath put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death, for he hath put all things under his feet. But when he saith, all things are put under him, it is manifest that he is accepted, which did put all things under him. And when all things shall be subdued unto him, then shall the, uh, shall the Son also himself be subject unto him, that put all things under him, that God may be all in all. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we're so thankful to gather this morning as we remember the resurrection and how it's so relevant to our lives today. We're so thankful for the empty tomb. We're thankful for the reality that Jesus not only lived a sinless life, not only died on the cross for our sins, uh, but most importantly, he rose again the third day according to the scripture. And he is alive right now. The tomb is empty. And truly, Lord, we are uh, able to say that uh, he is risen. And Lord, because he's alive, we're alive. And because of the resurrection, Lord, we have hope. And not a hope that is temporary, but an eternal hope. A hope that uh, when we die, we will also resurrect. So, Heavenly Father, we're so thankful for the opportunity to gather this morning, to praise your name, to celebrate the resurrection. And as we, as we, as we consider the sun rising just outside this, this building, Lord, we consider the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, how he will the sun will rise, as Malachi chapter 4 talks about. The sun of righteousness will rise with healing in his wings. And we are so thankful for the reality, Lord, of the resurrection. We pray a blessing this morning as we praise and sing to you in Jesus' name. If I'd have you stand with me this morning, Ron's going to lead us in a couple songs. Thank you, Ron. Low in the grave he lay, Jesus my Savior, waiting the coming day, Jesus my Lord. Rose with a mighty triumph for his foes, 
He arose a victor from the dark domain, and He lives forever with His saints to reign. He arose, He arose, hallelujah, Christ arose. Vainly they see the bed, Jesus my Savior. Vainly they seal the dead, Jesus my Lord. Up from the grave He arose, with a mighty triumph for His foes. He arose a victor from the dark domain, and He lives forever with His saints to reign. He arose, He arose, Hallelujah, Christ arose. Death cannot keep His prey, Jesus my Savior. He tore the bars away, Jesus my Lord. Up from the grave He arose, with a mighty triumph for His foes. He arose a victor from the dark domain, and He lives forever with His saints to reign. He arose, He arose, hallelujah, Christ arose. Christ the Lord is risen today, Alleluia. Sons of men and angels say, Alleluia. Raise your joys and triumphs high, Alleluia. Sing ye hymns and earth reply, Alleluia. Lives again our glorious King, Alleluia. Where old death is now thy sting, Alleluia. Dying once he all does save, Alleluia. Where thy victory, O grave, Alleluia. Love's redeeming work is done, Alleluia. Fought the fight, the battle won, Alleluia. Death in vain forbids his rise, Alleluia. Christ hath opened paradise, Alleluia. So we now where Christ hath met, Alleluia. Following our exalted head, Alleluia. May like Him, like Him we rise, 
Alleluia. The cross, the grave, the skies. Alleluia. Thank you, Ron. That was great singing. Thank you, congregation. I'm impressed with uh, all that have come out this morning, and we praise the Lord for the opportunity to celebrate the resurrection uh, this morning at our sunrise service. If you're a guest with us, we are so glad that you have chosen to be with us. If you have your Bibles, please be turning to the the book of of uh, Mark chapter 16. Mark chapter 16. Last year, we were able to be outside and watch the sunrise, and right behind us as I preached and. Uh, unfortunately, we're not able to do that this morning, but we are thankful to be gathered uh, today, and uh, and uh, by God's grace, virtually we'll be able to see the sunrise uh, together this morning. So as we gather this morning, we gather early, as Mary Magdalene did, and, and Mary, the mother of James, she rose early in the morning and came to the grave and was looking to put spices upon the body of the Lord Jesus Christ as though he were dead. But of course, they found that he was not dead, uh, he was alive, and they As they sought the Lord early, expecting death, all they could find is the evidence of the resurrection, which is the empty tomb. If you have your Bible, in the book of Mark chapter 16, we're going to look in verses 1 and 2 to start off this morning, and we're going to talk about the need to celebrate the resurrection this morning by, first of all, seeking the Lord. Mark chapter 16 and verse 1 says, And when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Salome had brought sweet spices that they might come and anoint him. And very early in the morning, the first day of the week, they came into the sepulcher at the rising of the sun. Heavenly Father, we pray a blessing to the reading and the hearing of your word this morning. Thank you for the song of praise and the songs of praise that we have lifted to your name this morning. Thank you for just the opportunity to remember the resurrection and to celebrate it this morning. We are so thankful, truly thankful. Uh, for the fact that you you not only died for us, but are alive this morning, speaking to us through the Word of God, through the Spirit of God, as we gather as the local New Testament Church of God. We praise you, we thank you, we ask a blessing on the reading and the hearing of your Word. In Jesus' name, amen. In John chapter 20, the Bible tells us in verse 1 that that when they arrived at the tomb, it was still dark. As they were traveling, the, the sun was just like this morning as we were traveling to the church. You could see that the sun was lifting, but it wasn't quite there yet. And, of course, they got to the tomb, and it says in John chapter 20 and verse 1 that when it was yet dark, as they headed toward the sepulcher, the stone had been taken away. They were discussing the need for that stone to be rolled away, we, we find in the account uh, in Luke. And they were looking to, to make sure that, that uh, you know, they could figure out a way to get spices on the body of Christ, not knowing that he was actually risen from the dead. There's a blessing this morning for seeking the Lord early. There's a blessing for seeking the Lord early. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 8 and verse 17, I love them that love me, and those that seek, seek me early shall find me. Praise the Lord for that. It is, it is my prayer that this morning you will experience an extra blessing because you rose early to seek the Lord. I'm reminded that in the garden and the, the, the sweet fellowship that Adam had with the Lord Jesus as they walked in the cool of the day. But of course that was disrupted when sin entered in and that sweet early fellowship was corrupted and Adam hid from the Lord. It was that sin and that sting of death that really causes all of us this morning to come with great anticipation because we know that Jesus is alive. 
It's the reason that we're here this morning. Because we will all face death that came to man through Adam's sin. But because of Jesus Christ, if we're born again, we shall all be made alive. Not just physically, but of course quickened spiritually long before our body rises from the grave. If, if it be that we don't go up with the Lord in the air. So Mary Magdalene understood darkness. She was on her way, walking in darkness and getting there as the sun was rising, of course. And she knows what the darkness was like. She, at one time, was possessed with seven devils. In Luke 8, 2, the Bible says, A certain woman which had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities, Mary called Magdalene, out of whom went seven devils. It's repeated again in Mark chapter 9, in, verse, or in this very chapter, verses 9 and 10. If you look down, it says, Now when Jesus was risen early... The first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven devils. And she went and told them that had been with him as they mourned and wept. And when they had heard that he was alive and had seen of, been seen of her, they believed not. Now Mary approaches the tomb in darkness in hopes that she might seek comfort of the Lord. There's a practical point to this, to this passage. The days in which we live seem increasingly dark. Yet we cannot doubt that Jesus will fulfill what he has said, and he will do what he has said that he has done. As Mary Magdalene approached the tomb in the darkness, she is looking for the light of the world. And to the unbeliever, if you're here this morning and maybe someone has compelled you or the idea of coming to an to a early morning sunrise service has encouraged your heart to, to do some good work for God or what have you, uh, but maybe you've never come to that saving place. The Scripture has much to say about seeking the Lord early. There are those, which I doubt in this crowd, or, or would scoff at the Word of God and find the death, the burial, and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ even comical. But they would need to take heed to the, the counsel of Proverbs chapter 1. The Bible says, How long, ye simple ones, will ye love simplicity? And the scorners delight in scorning, and the fools hate knowledge. Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you, because I have called and ye have refused. I have stretched out my hand, and no man regarded. But ye have said it not all my counsel, and with none of my reproof. I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear cometh. When your fear cometh as desolation, and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind. When distress and anguish cometh upon you, then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early but they shall not find me. The time to seek the Lord early is now. Today is the day of salvation, the Bible says. If you've come this morning and you don't know the Lord, it's a wonderful day to seek Him early because He will find you if you're looking for Him. If the heart is broken and contrite, you're in the right position to know the Lord Jesus this morning. Now it's time to seek the Lord. It's time to seek the Lord. Isaiah 55, 6 says, Seek the Lord while He may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return unto the Lord and he will have mercy upon him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon. Call upon the name of the Lord and you will be saved, the Bible says. Maybe you came this morning expecting a ritual or religious experience. Would to God that, that you would have the same experience as the women who visited the tomb. They would find it empty, an encounter, not an empty tomb alone, but the resurrected Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. As he made known unto them, incrementally, as their understanding became enlightened, that truly he was alive from the dead. He filled his, fulfilled his word just as he said. And he didn't do that for himself. He did that for us. He's calling this morning. Can you hear his voice? Maybe you came 
expecting something different, but I pray this morning you get exactly what God would have, and that is the knowledge of the resurrection. When we seek the Lord early, He exceeds our expectations. Mary Magdalene sought the Lord Jesus, though she really doesn't think that she will find Him alive. Perhaps you've come this morning, you've risen early out of a religious obligation, out of desperation, maybe even out of sorrow. Maybe you're like those women who came to anoint Jesus' body. And you may not fully grasp the power and the magnitude of the power of Jesus Christ over the grave and how it impacts your life. I would hazard to say even those of us that are saved probably don't fully grasp the reality and the impact of the reality of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Even though we celebrate it, even though we know it, there's always more to learn about the power of God. And I am glad that we are all here this morning just as at the cross just because the just as the cross is empty so is the tomb empty because he took our place on the cross he delivered us from the sting of death and the reason we gather this morning is to celebrate because we know we don't just guess we know that Jesus is alive the bible tells us in psalm 34:8 o taste and see that the lord is good blessed is the man that trusteth in him seek the lord today on the first day of the week in verse 2 of the text that we read, in Mark chapter 16 and verse 2, the Bible says, And very early in the morning, the first day of the week, they came into the sepulcher. There's an emphasis here on the first day of the week. Seek the Lord on the first day of the week. You know, in, in, in this passage, it emphasizes that first day. In Mark 16, 2, but that's not the only place. There's other passages. Luke 24, 1, John chapter 20 and verse 1, every one of those accounts also mention the first day of the week. The church has been meeting on the first day of the week ever since the day that Jesus rose again from the dead. You know how he came and appeared that evening in the upper room and or <clears throat> with the disciples as they were all closed up in fear and he appeared to them. The church has been relieved of our fear ever since the first day of the week of the resurrection because Jesus is not only in our midst but after Acts chapter 2, he was in us, literally the Spirit of Christ in us, the hope of glory. A couple years ago, many were limited in their ability to physically meet together on the first day of the week. And I think if COVID has done anything, it's given us an appreciation for the blessing of assembling together this morning on the first day of the week as commanded in Hebrews 10.25. So the first thing is that we celebrate the resurrection by seeking the Lord early. It's a great way to celebrate the resurrection. That's what we're doing this morning. I commend all of you for celebrating the resurrection early this morning as, as the ladies, as they traveled to the tomb did. But secondly, we celebrate the resurrection by seeing clearly, by seeing clearly. As you look at the text in Mark chapter 16 and verse 3, the Bible says, And they said among themselves, Who shall roll us away the stone from the door of the sepulcher. And when they had looked and they saw that the stone was rolled away, for it was very great, and entering into the sepulcher, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, clothed in a long white raiment, and they were affrighted. And he saith unto them, Be not affrighted. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, which was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. Behold the place where they laid him. But go your way. Tell his disciples and Peter, and he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall you see him as he said unto you. And they went out quickly and fled from the sepulcher, for they trembled and were amazed. Neither said they anything to any man, for they were afraid. 
You know, we see that the tomb is empty this morning. We seek the Lord early, and what do we find? We find the tomb is empty. We may anoint our eyes with eye salve that we may see this morning. Revelation 3.18 is very clear that there's a time, and it's a time right now when many, many people's eyes are blinded from the reality of the resurrection. Even in the church, people's eyes are blinded from the fellowship that we ought to have with Christ. And I pray this morning as we seek the Lord early that we would celebrate the resurrection by seeing clearly. And that's why we open the Word of God, because all the evidence we really need is contained right here in the Scripture. Don't allow doubt to blind you from the power of the resurrection. Sometimes doubt can do that. Don't allow fear to blind you from the power of the resurrection. We know Paul told his disciple Timothy that God hasn't given us the spirit of fear, but of power and mind, and, or power and love and a sound mind. And don't allow the sorrow to blind you from the power of the resurrection. Certainly there are those encumbered with all of those things this morning, but that doesn't mean that we cannot see clearly. See, the Savior is risen. In John chapter 20, verses 11, the Bible says, But Mary stood without the sepulcher weeping, and as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the sepulcher and see two angels, a little different than the account in Mark, see two angels in white sitting, the one at the head and the other at the feet where the body of Jesus had lain. This is a little bit later after she had talked to the disciples. And they say unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? And she saith unto them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they laid him. You see, she missed the message. This morning, if, if we're going to celebrate the resurrection, we can't miss the message. Nobody's taken the body of Jesus Christ. He got up on his own power. He was gone. He was alive from the dead. But it took a little time for that to set in. It took some time for the, the words of God to sink down in her heart to really believe the reality of the resurrection. This morning I pray that we can see that the Savior is risen. Mary is so emotional, she doesn't see what's really obvious. You know, evidently John and, and Peter did not communicate their thoughts with Mary because she was first to the disciples to tell them what had been communicated. And they ran, John and, and Peter ran to the tomb, of course, and they... They looked in, and, and this morning, I'm not going to go through that portion of the story in detail, but they, they saw that Jesus was alive. They believed that Jesus was alive. They remembered what Jesus had said. And yet after that, Mary comes behind. She was first on the scene, and she follows up behind them, and she's still perplexed. You know, it's so important that we go back and remember what Jesus says if we're going to see, right? If we're going to see the resurrection and celebrate what God is doing, we see it from the, 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 the context of Scripture. But once she understood that the word of God was fulfilled, you know what? Great, great joy filled her heart. Evidently, she missed the memo from John and Peter. It's so important that we tell people about the hope of the resurrection, about the reality of the resurrection. They went away pondering the resurrection, but didn't communicate with Mary their findings. And so she came back weeping. This is a great lesson on us concerning our emotions as well. Our minds must be guided in a way that control our emotions, not our emotions, our minds. Mary saw what John and Peter saw, but she still tells the angel in John 20 verse 13 that somebody stole the body. Now, if the body was stolen, the grave clothes would likely have went with it. But the Bible gives us the evidence that grave clothes were right there where they remained. Because Jesus went right through those as he, as he, as he, as he uh, rose from the dead. And they were left there in place. 
So they, <clears throat> do they, they see the angels guarding the body of Jesus in John chapter 20 and verse 12. I don't think that we'll find angels sitting anywhere else in the Bible. That's the only place I can find where they're sitting. It's an interesting thing. What are they doing there, sitting in the tomb? Now some time has passed since early dawn, right? So there's been a lot of time go by, and they're still in the tomb, and they're still sitting. But what they're doing is they're guarding the evidence. The evidence that Jesus had resurrected from 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 the dead. The evidence lay right there in the tomb. And Mary saw it, and she heard, and she processed it, and she believed. Now, while all these events are going on, the centurions are nowhere to be found. Now, why is this? As this is transpiring, have they, as this is transpiring, they're being bribed. They're being bribed, Matthew 28 and verse 13. I'm not going to turn to it this morning, but they're being bribed to say, look, somebody stole the body. But he, no one stole the body. Jesus Christ obviously was alive. Mary is the first to see the resurrected Lord Jesus Christ. And in John chapter 20 and verse 13, the Bible records, it says, And when they say unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? She saith unto them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I know, and I know not where they laid him. And when she had thus said, she turned herself back, and she saw Jesus standing, and knew not that it was Jesus. But you know when she figured it out? It was in verse 15. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? And she, supposing him to be the gardener, saith unto him, Sir, if thou hast borne him hence, tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will take him away. What is amazing is that Mary has no idea that she has stepped into the supernatural. She thought she was just dealing with natural things, and the angels ask her questions, but she doesn't perceive that they're angels. She doesn't obviously understand who she's talking to, and then the Lord himself speaks to her. The Bible tells us in Hebrews 13, too, Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. It could be this morning that the Spirit of God is moving through this room and, and dealing with someone in their heart about the issue of salvation and and you, you really haven't fully grasped the reality of the resurrection and what we're doing here. This is really about you. It's about hearing the voice of God. It's about understanding that Jesus wants you to know that He's alive and He has come for you. He wants you to know Him this morning. Now she turns about and she sees Jesus, but, he doesn't re- but she doesn't recognize Him. She assumes He's the gardener. And He too asks her the same question, Woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? The next time you're distraught and and, and go to the Bible, please do your best to pay attention to the Scripture. For how, how often do we skip over the very evidence that Jesus is providing for our comfort? God is calling us this morning from the Scripture. He's calling us from His Word. And He says, I'm here. I'm here. Who are you looking for? Mary, quit seeking Jesus when and she saw Jesus. In John 20 and verse 16, the Bible says, Jesus saith unto her, Mary... She turned herself and saith unto him, Rabbi, which is to say master. This is so critical because she had seen him and went past him. But she went back. And Jesus then calls her by name, Mary. And he gets a hold of her name. And once he speaks her name, again, she responds. If you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, there's only one thing that you don't want to miss. 
And that's the Lord calling your name. It may be God calling you by name this morning, and you need to respond. We just had an entire conference on answering the call. God forbid that you would miss the call of God and the call on your life. I've been in rooms just like this when men were in the pulpit preaching, and it's not the man in the pulpit, it's the Spirit of Almighty God, it's the Word of God going forth, and it is as if God is calling you by name, right? Whatever your name is, fill in the blank. God is calling you, and He's asking you to to look at Him and to see that He's alive this morning. He's alive from the grave. Mary quit seeking Jesus when she saw Jesus. He didn't have to look any further. She had everything that she needed. Mary, Mary turned, and at that turning, she was able to go from seeking to seeing. At one point, she's seeking, and the next thing, she's seeing what she'd been looking for. And that came when she turned. She heard the voice, and she turned, and behold, Jesus spoke to her. And now she is able to see him. When Mary heard her name, she turned to Christ. She called him for what he was, her master. He is the Lord. If you're not seeing clearly this morning, if you're not seeing clearly this morning and communicating freely with Christ, may I recommend repentance. Turn from whatever is clouding your vision and listen intently to the word of God as he speaks to you. Mary was the first to see the resurrected Lord She sees him before he ascends to the Father, and the angels will shortly make their way through the second heaven and appear before the throne. Uh, I'm sorry. He and the angels will shortly make their way through the second heaven and appear before the throne in the third heaven. Mary probably wants to fall before his feet and worship him and grab onto him, of course, and embrace him. He says, don't touch me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. He was going to do the priestly work that only he could do. Those who see the Lord typically leave with a message from the Lord as well. He says, go to thy brethren and report this thing. When, she, when you see the Lord, you naturally want to share with others what you've learned. If you saw someone famous and they walked into the room this morning, you'd say, there's Patrick Mahomes. I saw him. But yet, many people miss the fact that we've met with Jesus. Today, man, we've met with Jesus. When we leave here today, we need to go and tell everybody we know that we have seen the resurrected Lord Jesus from his word. Notice Mary no longer was sad. She was sent. Now, Jesus calls the disciples, his brethren, in John 3, 13, 3, I'm sorry, and they were, they were his servants. In John 15, 15, they were his friends. But now he is their, he is their brethren. So we celebrate the resurrection by seeking the Lord early. We celebrate the resurrection by seeing clearly. And lastly, we celebrate the resurrection by sharing the good news. As we saw already in verse 7 of Mark 16, he says, But go your way, tell his disciples and Peter that he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall you see him as he said unto you. And they went quickly and fled from the sepulcher, for they, they trembled and were amazed. But it says, Neither said they anything to any man, for they were afraid. They didn't deliver the whole message, right? The angels had told them what to say, and they, they didn't do it. They kind of froze up. Anybody ever freeze up? It's a scary thing sometimes, isn't it, to share the gospel. There's a spiritual battle there. There's a spiritual, it's a spiritual engagement. 
But yet after Mary returns and she sees the Lord Jesus, she has the power to go out. You know why we gather on the first day of the week? Every, we celebrate the resurrection every Sunday. It's so that we can see Jesus and, and embrace the power that he gives us to go out and share him with others in the world. And once she saw him, she was able to go out and share the message that God had given her. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples, it says in John 20 and verse 18, that she had seen the Lord and that she had spoken thing, that he had spoken things unto her. You see, this message is just not worth sharing unless it's personal. It just wasn't worth, it just was, she was perplexed, her and, and, and Mary, the mother of James, they were perplexed, they were scared, they were fearful, they had entered into the supernatural, they weren't sure about their relationship with Jesus. But beloved, once you come to the place that you understand that your salvation is secure in Christ, once you've answered the call and you've embraced Jesus Christ personally, and it's personal, then he empowers you to go out and share the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ. He goes and shares with the disciples. Mary goes where the word of God tells her to go. This morning, the Bible records in Mark 16, 9-11, that the disciples, they didn't believe Mary initially. Right? She went and says, they believe not. They said he's not in the tomb. The reason they didn't believe is because they didn't believe. They still didn't under, understand initially where, where they thought the body was stolen. They thought that the, the message of the gospel wasn't really true. These things that I've written unto you, right? These things that I've written unto you that believe upon the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. Beloved, it's so important this morning as we come to the, to the resurrection and we celebrate the gospel, we celebrate Jesus death, burial, and resurrection, that we understand it's, it's so much more impactful. If it's not working in other people's lives, because it's not working in our lives. The message has to be personal. It has to be received personally, and it needs to be taken out personally. We need to answer the call to go. As we talked about so clearly at this church the last several weeks, owning the mission, going where God tells us to go. Are we willing to tell people the, the word is alive regardless of their response? It's not our job to convince, but to simply speak. And Mary speaks what the word tells her to speak. And may to God we would do likewise. And if our gospel doesn't include the resurrection, then we're not preaching the entire gospel. Peter and John believed, and they ran to the tomb only to find it empty, just as she said. This morning... The tomb is empty. But I pray your hearts are full because you have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we conclude this time in your word, I pray, God, that every soul under the sound of my voice has met you in a personal way. It's highly likely that most of us have already had a time in our life where we have personally understood that you have been alive. You, have been a, you were the sinless son of God. You came to this world and you, and you lived a sinless life. You uh, you, you died on the cross in our place. You rose again the third day according to the Scripture. And at some point in our life, we recognize that that event from over 2,000 years ago had direct impact upon our life. And it was personal to us. And, and it, has, it has got us out of bed early. It has brought us here today to remember this week of, 
of how you suffered, how you died on the cross, how you were in the tomb, how you preached to the prisoners, how you rose again the third day, how you delivered captivity captive, how you ascended to the Father, how you presented yourself as our high priest, how you came back very shortly thereafter and spoke to the disciples, how you called them to yourself in Galilee, how you prepared them for 40 days, how you ascended up on high, and how you promised to come back again. Oh, Heavenly Father, we have every hope this morning in the resurrection. It is our only hope. And Heavenly Father, I pray if there's anyone under the sound of my voice that has not yet received the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, that today would be the day of salvation. With heads bowed and eyes closed, nobody looking around, I know it's early, but if you're here this morning and and you need to uh, receive this message, you need to have a personal relationship with Christ, you need to come to that place like I did on March 25th, 1987, where I really understood God was calling me to salvation. Man, would you just do this with me? Just raise your hand. You say, Brian, you, you are talking to me. With heads bowed and eyes closed, nobody looking around. Just, just raise your hand right where you are. I'll be the only one seeing you. Anyone at all. Say, Brian, that's me. Amen. Nobody's raising their hand. How many of us can stand to our feet this morning and say, I know that Jesus is alive. Just stand up right where you are. And if you have a hesitation right now because you, you, you really know that you don't believe that, I would encourage you to seek me or someone that loves you and cares about you and invited you, and we will share more about how you can have confidence in knowing that Jesus is alive this morning. Heavenly Father, we're so thankful to stand before you. We can stand here, and someday we will rise. We'll be caught up in the air because of the power of the resurrection. First <clears throat> Corinthians 15 is so clear, Lord, that this is our hope. And so, Father, we're thankful for this great mystery. We thank you for the reality of the resurrection. We pray a blessing this morning upon the reading and the hearing of your word as we gather together, as we celebrate the sun rising. Lord, we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Ron? Let's sing this song, crowning with many crowns. I think it's appropriate to end with this. He's a king. Amen. Crown him with many crowns, the lamb upon his throne. Hark how the heavenly anthem drowns, all music but its own. Awake, my soul, and sing of him who died for thee, and hail him as thy matchless king through all eternity. Crown him the Lord of love, Behold his hands and side, rich wounds yet visible above, in beauty glorified. No angel in the sky can fully bear that sight. Yet downward bends his wandering eye at mystery so bright. Crown him the Lord of life, who triumphed o'er the grave, who rose victorious in the strife for those he came to save. 
His glories now we sing. Who died and rose on high. Who died eternal life to bring. And lives that death may die. Crown Him the Lord of heaven. One with the Father known. One with the Spirit through Him given from His eternal throne. To He be endless praise, for Thou for us hast died. Be Thou, O Lord, through endless days, adored and magnified. Good job. Thank you, congregation. As we conclude, you're going to be shocked, but I'm actually early. Well, actually, I'm on time, but I told him I was going to be a little over, and I actually didn't. So, uh, praise the Lord. Uh, hey, what we're going to do before, I need to give you a little bit of instructions before we dismiss for breakfast. And that, and, sell, and by the way, thank all those that, that prepared breakfast. They've been working since yesterday for today's breakfast, so praise the Lord for that. So today, because of the, the weather change and all of that, we normally do a lot of this. We do this outdoors. We do the Easter egg hunt outdoors. So what we're going to do today is we're going to have the Easter egg hunt in-house. And so uh, they're going to actually populate this sanctuary with the eggs and all of that. And so uh, and that will be going on you know, as we eat breakfast. So what I'd ask is as we dismiss for breakfast, uh, I know some of us like to keep a place mark here, put our Bibles down. Please take your Bibles, your purses. Always take your purse with you, by the way. Uh, your Bible, I know it's church, but yeah, I'm just saying. So take your Bibles and your purses and all of your belongings with you, uh, if you would, for lunch. If you need a place to store them, you know, uh, there's a connections counter or something you, if you need to, you know, put them somewhere else. But uh, let's leave the sanctuary empty so that uh, they can, the kids can run around and do their thing at 9 o'clock this morning with the Easter egg hunt, and that'll give Mitch and uh, them time to do that. Is that, a, is that an accurate representation? Okay, so we're going to pray over the breakfast this morning. Brother Mike Van Horn, if you come up, I'd like to ask you to pray over the breakfast. Mike's going to be preaching at our 10 o'clock service this morning, and we're going to have a baptism. So if uh, obviously I know some of you will probably be moving on, but if you can come back for that at 10, it's going to be exciting. You don't want to miss this brother's preaching. It's going to be incredible. And so we appreciate that. I don't have you mic'd up, but uh, okay. they, can hear me. they can hear you. Yeah. Can you lead us in a word of prayer? After he's done praying, uh, if you could, please dismiss out to the, the foyer uh, and don't go through this door to get the food. It'll be all globbed up. So please go out that door and head down the hallway and uh, give them a couple minutes just to get ready. Thank Amen. You. Well, let's pray.